Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. We're live. It's cold. It's raining intermittently. We're on a field, there's no sheep. But this is episode number 69 of FIA Goes PC. As always, I'm your host, Rob Zen, aka Danny Hell. And yeah, yeah, like basically we've had to uh we've had to sort of create a makeshift shelter um by digging holes underground. Uh we're living with rabbits. I think wind just misses uh cuddling up to something warm and fluffy at night that bites her because she strangles it in her sleep. And that's her thing. That's her whole issue. I'm not really sure. I'm in a different hole myself. Um it's more like a swimming pool actually, because I kind of forgot that I'm meant to be underground, not on top of the ground in a hole. Didn't get the point. Anyway, she's with us, our producer Winifred Solo. Hello. So how's it like living with rabbits? I love rabbits. Right. They're really cute. Cool. They bite though, especially when you cuddle mm. them. Because they're wild. They're wild they rabbits. They're wild rabbits. They're wild rabbits here. and they snarl. Here parts. Yeah, their eyes glow red. No, they don't. Oh, they've got demon powers. <laughs> they like they're they're very, very, very good kickers. <laughs> should make a football team out of rabbits. Mm. They shouldn't take all of the uh, penalty kicks for the English football team. Or the Welsh or the Scottish. Kangaroos would be better. No, they're Australian. You have to import them. <laughs> okay. It's a long way. It's a long way to bring... I mean, Australia could apply that tactic. Mm. Is what they could do. Or Tic Tac, whatever you like. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Been a crazy week. Lots of stuff going on around the world. I'm sure most of you have heard of uh, a lot of it. Uh, it's been pretty negative. We're going to hold that. We'll talk about our thoughts regarding the biggest story of this this era, really. Coming out of lockdown to the shocking news of what happened in um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA, with the tragedy of, of George Floyd. We're going we're gonna to get through our podcast and then we're going to end the episode with our points on that. Mostly because... Um, I, there's a lot of people that really are listening to this or joining protests around the world because of this. We're in a time change, transition. Yep. And this could really, really be as a tragedy the one that we needed to change things forever and mm -hmm. hopefully end racism. Yeah. Um, not all races will be ended. Uh, the F1 will come back at some time, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll see the Olympics at some point. But we're talking about hate crimes and, and, yeah. and prejudging and the uh, absolute disregard to your position of authority and, and people that abuse the power. Man, it's, it's I mean, all of that, just saying that, it's very divisive stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but we'll save it to the end. We're going to talk about other things. One thing I wanted to point out, we are in week 11 of our lockdown situation. Technically we, our last week? We, we have been told... We have been told by our government repeatedly that they're going to start lifting certain elements of life back to us, but it is very tentative. Mm -hmm. Unlike other places, which is trying to go full swing as fast as possible, yep. we aren't doing that. We're sort of opening up small things. We had the garden centers open up, which has made our 
current field are quite popular because there's loads of garden centers <laughs> nearby. Um, but, you know, it's like a slow defrost. But, of course, then you have a situation like in Dorset where six billion people turn up. Mm. Uh, might be exaggerated because there's not a lot of people in the UK. Uh, when you say six billion people, that's a lot of people. Uh, there's millions, but there's not billions. A lot of people in their thousands, I believe, turned up at Dorset um, for a beach holiday when we had a really, really warm weather. We had like a Mediterranean drift come mm-hmm. through. Um, it felt very Mediterranean. Lots of accents, hern in the wind, uh, some Greek mythology, uh, a couple of people flying on broomsticks made out of olive trees. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So the drift came through, if you can catch that drift. And it was pretty hot here. It's going to happen again. Uh, we're led to believe we've had this weird time in this coronavirus where our weather has spiked it's got really hot and then they've issued like freedoms back and it's dropped mm-hmm. and it's very strange it's like an up and down thing it's, it f- feels a bit like the stats they keep throwing us about the coronavirus you know it's up and then it's down and it's up and then it's down and now it's half and then it's up and then it's down and it's whatever but yeah it's kind of interesting because we're actually having typical May weather right now, which is like around 17 degrees at hottest point today. Uh, lowest point, it can go down to eight. Even though it's June. Which is all Celsius. And I do apologize to everyone listening in America. I still haven't figured out Fahrenheit. <laughs> in fact, I talk to my American friends all the time. And my brother from another mother, your cousin Duncan. Yeah. And uh, I'll say Celsius and he'll just be like, what? Because, you know, <laughs> I'll say like it's eight degrees. I'll be like, oh, really? You're alive. And I was like, yeah, well, in Fahrenheit, that's really cold, isn't it? Um, but anyway, like, <laughs> we have all of these. What are you talking about? When, when are we going to have a consolidated way of measuring stuff unilaterally? I don't think it'll ever happen. We, we really are protective for our different measurements, aren't we? People like their differences. Yeah, I don't get kilometers or kilometers. I call them kilometers because it sounds way better. Kilometers, kilobangas, wangawoo-woos. Yeah, I don't like them. I like miles. It's miles better. Do you get it? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's more rounded because uh, kilometer is less. But you can exaggerate it. I don't know. Whatever. Weird. I just remember as a kid, we had these clicking things that we had to walk with. It's like a wheel on a, a meter stick. Yeah. And you just walked around, and when it clicked, that was a meter. Yep. Click, meter, click, meter, click, meter. We used meter, those click, during meter. PE. I went all stuff. the way to London with that. I didn't. I did. I went all the way to London from a school with that. <laughs> and it, it was about, it was a lot of meters. <laughs> it was a lot of meters. I lost count. I got really bored, and I was just drawing circles. I, I went some strange places. You ever seen that bit in Forrest Gump when he's running across, you know, America? Yeah. In real time. It's a long film, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow man he went time. he went to every state grew his beard in real time crazy that was thanks again we've talked about him in the past well this was a case where it was like forrest gump but i was trying to avoid my weakest score turned out to be six months and i got to london and uh i think i wore the uh meter thing the clicker up <laughs> pretty much went crazy that that seems arcane because yeah. nowadays you just have your phone telling you where everything is Oh, I want to get to London. That's like 250 million meters. Yeah. And if you need to measure something, you can just use a laser. Yeah. And just beep. Yeah. See, we made ourselves lazier. Technology used to be really arcane for a reason. <laughs> it was effort. It's a walk and measure stuff out. It was still easy. Like you just had to count a click, click. Yeah. That's a meter. There's a lot of trust involved in that. Right. Because it could just be broken. Mm. You know, just clicking every time you moved your foot. Click. 
that's a meter that's that felt really short but you know like if you walk from your school to london that's uh that's isn't that the thing. same with the modern stuff though because you go click and the laser tells you how many meters and you're like you just have to believe it right well the thing about laser thing and i gotta be honest is when you're living in the field like we are there's a lot of people that want to measure distances. I don't know why. I think it's boredom because of the coronavirus. So they stick the laser out their their house, you know, their window, or whatever, and it usually hits you in the head at night. And I'm like really worried that it's a sniper. <laughs> so there's that problem, which the clicking thing didn't have. But yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I I'm I'm not really into measurements. I I come from the old school thought of that'll do. <laughs> yeah that's why i don't build houses because if i did that's why you don't measure things when you cook you just throw things oh that's go, that's that's because that right? i'm professional <laughs> professional chefs don't have time to measure stuff they don't do the whole two cups of you know this and one cup of that the only time you really need that is baking i mm. find yeah i think when you're really strictly following a recipe it's usually baking because mm. you can easily mess that up but eventually it's like that thought that if you do something 655,000 times, you get it. I think it's less than that, but I'm really stupid. So I have to do stuff 655,000 times, which I think the numbers just change. I have to do it more than once. Okay. And, and then I figure it out, right? <laughs> but yeah, no, baking, bit of a science, pastry making. Yeah. There's a lot of things outside of that as well, like temperature, heat, mm -hmm. you know, all of this kind of stuff. Uh, it's a bit of a nightmare thing. But you can also do what I do, and that's just blag it. If you know how most things work in a sort of about way, mm. you can make them work. So, yeah, like uh, measurements, kind of stupid, unless it really matters. Like, I think house building, it matters, because otherwise your roof yeah. doesn't fit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's a great Spinal Tap scene, if you've ever seen the uh, mockumentary Spinal Tap, and mm -hmm. I had the privilege of bumping into Rob Rayner with you and Lisa when we were making Kin. Yep. The at director. A of Spinal Tap and many other great movies that neither you or Lisa knew that he'd done uh, or you well, probably you didn't know the usually... movies because you're not a big movie person even though you're in the business of it. Mm. Yeah, strange. Rob Rayner. But you usually recognize the actors. You don't usually well, he is recognize an actor the as well. Directors. That's the thing. He's been an actor as well. Well, I, well, I can't recognize anyone, okay? Anyway, so Rob Rayner, <laughs> great guy. Really nice guy out with his family in Starbucks. I did mention this in the past, I'm sure, because I will name drop until the name has dropped so much that it's on the floor, and that's when it's a star on a Hollywood walk. <laughs> that's when names have been dropped far too many times from great heights. <laughs> and people stick their hands on those names. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we're going to change that after coronavirus. Yeah, they're going to have to put their hands on, but It's going to be pretty lame, or... actually, because you're going to go everywhere in Hollywood when you want to put your hands in other people's Spray hands. Spray it, disinfect it. Yeah, you'll have someone standing <laughs> there with like a spray gun. <laughs> Or masked up. In a queue. Yeah. To take talking pictures. Of, talking about world change of the coronavirus, mm. uh, because we've gone for measurements. I can't like too much maths, and I basically give up on life and just start <laughs> paddling in the pool I've made myself. It should have been a shelter. Then get that memo. I'm the stupid caveman. You're meant to live in a place that protects you from the rain, like gathers it. I didn't figure that out. Didn't get a memo. It is heated, though. I did wangle up a... Wrangle up. I, I, wang, I wangled up a uh, cold fusion device under my bum. All right. I'm the only guy in the world to do that. <laughs> it's got the power of the sun, man. It's awesome. It's, uh, you got to be careful how you sit on it, though, because you can, uh, well, disintegrate half your, half your body. Uh, anyway, uh, moving along from science and measurements and maths 
we're now talking about the things that are that are forever changed. We talked about Hollywood and the Star Wars forever changed because of COVID and mm. the coronavirus. Forever changed. People are going to be more OCD. I'm not sure if then there's going to be as many people weeing all over it as there was in the past, <laughs> um, or spitting or puking after they've been on a heavy night out. Maybe that's the thing of the past. Maybe people are going to get less drunk. I doubt it, mm. but maybe they are. Um, one thing that is going to change forever is movie genres and that is our business so might as well talk about it okay uh i think that you're going to find it very difficult now to have a horror film the uh kind of close proximity horror film if they implement well all you got to do is picture texas chainsaw massacre or halloween where you've got the antagonist is this scary monster leatherface or you know mike myers not mike myers but michael myers that's always confused not austin powers but the other guy that's wearing William Shatner's white face from a death mask that was cast in. I know so much trivia about that. It's boring. <laughs> All right. So you got your antagonist, right? Yeah. And you're scared of them. You're scared of them. You're running through this house and they're okay. coming after you with a chainsaw or an axe or a machete mm-hmm, or any, mm-hmm. any any choice weapon, a skipping rope. And, and oh, oh, they're coming into you. And then you turn around and you sneeze on them. Instantly, they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Have you got a test? Have you got a test? Can you be? Can I be tested? <laughs> it's going to change horror forever. Action movies is going to be difficult because you're going to have to have a two meter distance or a six foot meter, a uh, six foot meter, <laughs> a six foot distance. See, that's all just bad with meters. Uh, six feet or two meter distance, whatever your preference, and and basically going to have an action because it's going to be difficult unless you've got the ability to do fireballs like right he was always all right They're, they Street were debating fire. changing the two meters to like one and a half or one meter but still that would be difficult for like say a romance film because you they'll never be able to kiss them well it's always going to end <laughs> on the it, well kisses are going to be censored <laughs> because that's new. yeah that's going to be the x-rated version <laughs> because basically you can have them leaning in from two like a mile apart they're leaning in as if they're going to kiss, and then it'll cut. They can hold hands, but only with gloves. They can't hold hands. I won't allow it. It's too weird. <laughs> they can elbow bump. Well, we're going to have a lot of issues. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a lot of issues. I think you're going to find that action films are very strange. Like They'll probably end up throwing their shoes at each other. You get the set piece <laughs> up, and they'll all be like, yeah, I'm going to beat you up, man. Like, however action films go these days. I haven't seen one for a while. Yeah, I'm going to beat you up, dude. And then they get their shoes and chuck it at each other. Yeah. And it ends up in cat fights from distance. Just two cats fighting. Mm. They're all right. Cats can fight. That's that's the key. That's the key. Keep movies exactly the same. And just at that little bit, the horror bit, you cut to a cat attacking a mouse in, in your Texas Chainsaw Massacre equivalent. And uh, two cats having a fight if you've got Jason Statham's new film out. Use it as an, as an extended two, metaphor. And then two cats playing with... Uh, balls of yarn for romances <laughs> everyone will go oh that's lovely just replace all the actors with cats exactly <laughs> just at the critical moment though to make it weird you wouldn't do the whole film with cats because <laughs> you, you wouldn't understand what's going on <laughs> well, they, well they did it and it wasn't very successful well cats. i have done it yeah well i've done it mo- mo- yeah they were singing <laughs> in that they've done it multiple times it's just uh you know usually a disney movie with mm. talking animals but to uh, to just get new look cinema, what you're going to have is you're going to have that just at that critical point where you would have had close combat mm-hmm. or a close quarter, whatever. It cuts to two cats doing radically different things. Yeah. Or even like someone making, you know, a life hack on YouTube. 
Like this is how you turn your tennis ball into a nuclear fusion device. Mm. It's easy to do, by the way, if you've got all of the right ingredients for it. Yeah. Did you have all the right ingredients? I don't measure them. <laughs> so I could have. Very dangerous when you're messing with chemistry. With nuclear so. fusion? Nah, it's not. Nah, people have been doing it for years. It's only it's only bad when you drop the ball, literally, because then you end up with a meltdown. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you drop the ball. Bad. Football's coming back. We said that last week. It might be coming back this week. I'm talking about the Premier League. Um, not NFL. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Uh, but yeah, our football could be coming back. We're always hopeful. They're always saying stuff. It's like the teams are training. That's a positive. Yeah. Um, one step at a time. I or mean, one kick at a time, if you want. You know it's not coming back when they're playing snooker. No. Because they've changed their sport. That's weird. Maybe that's how you end it. Maybe the league ends with people playing a different sport just to get it like it's a the Premier League of pool. Right? Or something. What? I don't know. It's a bit like the cat analogy when you change the last scene of the, uh, the, the film. Yeah. 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 So that's changing. Uh, I, I've had a few solutions, Win A few solutions to things. You know me. I'm in my little shed that I don't actually have because I'm in a puddle. Uh, with a coal fusion reaction uh, reactor core. I thought we were in burrows. You are. You did it right. Well, I just. Um... I, I. I only dug myself a puddle. <laughs> I, I. Well, I didn't theorize the concept of actually securing you from water. I just made a jacuzzi, uh, in effect. Yeah, but the solution to stuff. Okay. Okay. I've got a few solutions. I think there should be an age cap on politicians. Age cap. Yeah. Because the way the USA election is going to be this year, both of the guys <sighs> are what I would call highly vulnerable. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, these are the guys that should be literally never able to leave their house. Yeah. Because the rest of us are told that. All it takes is a coronavirus. It does, yeah. Or uh, whatever, really. Uh, bad, bad whiskey <laughs> can, can screw you up when you're that age. Yeah. You know, bad, uh, bad burritos. Bad burrito. You'll be killed by a bad burrito, a naughty burrito that slaps in the Don't face. Don't think anyone's ever been killed by a burrito. I think they have. Uh, New Death York City. Here's the thing, New York City. Yeah. Uh, someone took their burrito out of the freezer. Yeah. And they're in a high apartment and one of the top floors of Trump's tower. It's got many towers. It was Trump Tower number one. You know, like Mambo number five, which is further down the street. <laughs> and he knocked his frozen burrito off the top level of the penthouse. Uh, I don't know why it was on the top of the penthouse. That's a, you can't get higher than the penthouse. But it was on the top of the penthouse, and he knocked it, and it fell down, landed straight in a grandmother's hat, killing her straight away. She wasn't there. The hat frozen died. burrito. Yeah, so there has been deaths by frozen burritos. No, there hasn't. I'm sure there has. You just made it up. No, I'm sure there has. There was also the famous Burrito Wars, which is uh, part of the, uh, you know, the, the frontier. What? When people were fighting over burritos. No. Yeah, between Baja Fresh and Chipotle. <laughs> the uh, burrito big Burrito Wars. wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those two restaurants are there to honor all of the um, Burrito Civil War people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ended up with um, arm wrestling competition. I like tacos better. And then, obviously, of course, salsa's become a national dance. So I just thought it was something you dipped your Doritos into. But 
apparently no, it's more than that. So yeah. <laughs> so I went to salsa class expecting that I'd learn how to make some really nifty sauces. Mm. And it turns out <laughs> everyone was dancing. Dance I didn't dance, I walked out. <laughs> I went to tango class thinking I'd get some orange soda. No, that's a dance as well. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> misleading <laughs> dances. You go to a ballroom, I just thought it would be a pit-like place where you could go in the ball pit. No, no, they were dancing in there as well. Yeah, sad. It's very sad. These dances, they're just taking away everything that's fun in life. I went to a poker game because I thought you'd get to poke people, but you, <sighs> you didn't. Yeah, 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 it's <sighs> a sad world. Yeah, flights have to change, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't <laughs> much. There's just less people on yeah. those flights at the moment. Well, it's kind of like weird because you're getting like random countries opening up to the idea of allowing tourists in, you know, and it's like um, a roulette wheel, really. Like this country is saying yes, and then there's loads of underlining conditions. One thing that's quite common around the world is this uh, 14 day quarantine. Yeah. I'm not fully sure how that works. So you quarantine in a separate place. It depends on the place. For example, from my understanding in Hong Kong, once you arrive, you actually are, you stay with the authorities for 24 hours, they give you a place to stay and they do the tests. And then if the tests come back negative, you're allowed to leave, but you have to self-quarantine in your house for two weeks. But if you don't have a house then, and you're visiting there on holiday... Then you can pay for like their a hotel. facilities, yeah. So anyone who wants a two-week holiday abroad is really just getting a two-week quarantine experience <laughs> abroad yeah it's interesting yeah. so i mean anyone who's dreamt of oh it wouldn't it be nice to be an international spy and be caught by the people i'm spying on you can do that now internationally by your two-week quarantine situation and see how you could collect experiences yeah i'm sure the bbc will put it out on, on the news program as a documentary at some point what it's like in quarantine in different places, how everyone's doing it. A lot of people have been doing quarantine diaries. Really? Yeah. Today was interesting. I Videos looked out the window and saw the world. And... It was dead. Mm. <laughs> Nothing was happening. Uh, tomorrow I've got an equally interesting day. Uh, I'm changing my flavor of pot noodle. We have talked about them in the past. Noodles in a pot, usually terracotta. Just warm it up in the... Uh, portable oven that you carry around with you if you're british it's a very big custom here you know when they say about fish and chips what about and it no one has a clue what our fish and chips look like in this country australia's done it better yeah i'll give them credit only because they're like they really know what they're doing and it's probably way better quality they've got it's a lot so better fish good. quality as well right 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 Love but here we have a very unique way of doing it no one does this right abroad Everyone does a bad version of it, you know. It's it's sad. Like if anyone's listening, you want to have fish and chips in this country, and you're quarantined because you probably could just eat it, which is like an app where you order food from, it gets mm -hmm. delivered. Blah blah blah. I'm helping out the quarantine people, <laughs> but of course, when they come and deliver it, they have to do two weeks of quarantine with you. You know that's no. how it works. They come in, that's not how, and they have works. to stay there, and you all become friends. Yeah. It's very strange. I, I, you know, like I think some people, you know, like what would you do? So you go to another country for your summer holidays, unless you've bought like six weeks off, which would end up a month, really. Well, I don't think 
many of the countries, the European countries, are doing that. Like they're easing out of it. Oh, we're doing Whereas it. Whereas so you guys here, well, UK, the UK is starting to implement it. Well, which is a bit like it's. Here's the thing that's weird, right? And I'll tell this to international, right? If you read between what's going on, anyone who's speaking from an American perspective, what's going on in the USA, especially California, New York and stuff, we're identical almost to what America's doing, right? Identical in a way that we've been frozen out, identical in a way that we're defrosting slowly and gradually, you know, protests for the same reason, identical. Our narratives are very in sync, which is very weird. But then you think about like how we are compared to the rest of Europe. Europe's gone through this whole systematic thing. Like week one, we had this plan, had to react to it because it was getting out of hand. And then slowly but surely they got to grips with the situation and they did their testing at the right time and blah, blah, blah to stop the situation. We seemingly did nothing except for say no one can leave their house mm. unless you get exercise and a puddle outside. Or, um, you know, you can visit people with binoculars uh, as long as you glue yourself to the floor that you're currently standing <laughs> on. Uh, and basically, you can go to the supermarket where you do all of this stupid stuff like queue up for your stuff outside. But when you're in the supermarket, that's gone to hell and everyone's basically high-fiving each other in the aisles, pretty much. So you've got this whole weird thing and then the whole debate on masks and the whole issue with masks. All of that rhetoric has been the same. Again, a complete parallel with the USA, which I find weird because it's a very different country and a different scale of a country. Mm. But then you've got the situation where you're implementing a quarantine after everyone's been affected. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing would have only come here if we'd have done that straight away and yep. cut the borders off day one. Mm -hmm. We didn't for months. Nope. And it's almost like we're just finally going, oh, right. So we're meant to do it. It's so bizarre to me. Yeah. That, you know, for some sake and purpose, I'm not going to think too deeply on it or dig too fine a point on it, but it feels like there's definitely a narrative that these people are given and it's making all politicians globally look kind of stupid. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, with the exception of New Zealand, the exception of Japan, the exception of China and the exception of Korea. Everyone's had their criticisms. Yeah, it's all a bit loopy. But the 14 day quarantine at this point just seems a bit redundant. But that's just my thoughts. I, I think the obvious thought is everyone's fearing that it will just reintegrate and respread. But realistically, if people are opening up the gates or systematically opening up house again, it would indicate that no one's got this anymore. Mm. And I think that people are so much more aware with the hand washing and, you know, personal hygiene that we're going to, even if we go back to normal, the spread isn't going to be as crazy as it's been. It's food for thought in the future. Because I think one thing that's been missing in the narrative, this whole situation, even though it's changing everything gradually quite a lot to make people actually wash, which is a good thing, because <laughs> uh, when you don't wash, bad thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's making people very aware of germ spreading, which it might have, you know, that might be a great positive. But at the same time, you just think about all of the things that we've had in the last 10 years that have been worse than this. And it does feel a little bit silly. It just feels like everything's a little bit over crazy you know i'll be interested to see in the future what brazil looks like because they literally have been super renegade when it comes to all of this stuff i'm mm. um, not sure about sweden as well they've been pretty open you yeah know? it's it's just an interesting thing as i said 
we are in no position to really have a reflection because this thing is still currently going on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully things in the UK will be opening soon. Hopefully, you know, things around the world will be more or less normal yeah. in the in the next few months. Yeah, especially because summer is coming. Well, mandatory uh, masks on public transport is a bit annoying. Because I used to think it was cool wearing a mask because I was a ninja. <laughs> and now everyone's doing it. And I just feel like you're missing the point. I was always the odd one out. Why are you all odd? It's weird. I'm going to wear an eye patch too. That'll do it. I'll wear an eye patch on each eye and a mask. And uh, that'll be a thing. I'll just be like, I'm really worried it's going to get me in the eyes. I can't see a goddamn thing, but hey-ho. There you go. Um, You should never drive trains with eye patches on. Yeah, it's a weird job driving a train. Because I imagine it's pretty much a button and a button and a key. Maybe yeah. an accelerator. Yeah. You have to slow down and know I where to thought, turn on the tracks. And well, I always thought it'd be better if it was like, um, you like pedaled like Pedal. a bike. Yeah. Hmm. That's my contribution to making trains green. Apart from painting them, which is the best way of making anything green, hmm. to actually make them economically green, pedal power. Like a hamster wheel. Why would it be a wheel? That won't make any sense. No, just a train. Train shape, but you pedal it. No, I know, but the well, concept is... the arm is... things. Do you remember the arm things that you used to have? Where, what, where you're pulling it in tandem. So one does one up, and the other goes down, and then up and down and up and down, like a pulley system. Are and you I used to take the trains out in vintage kind of um, uh, black and white movies. Hmm... It's a bit too old for you. Nineteen thirties <laughs> movies. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where, where one stands on one. To... It's like a seesaw. Yeah. And yeah. It uses the momentum to push the yeah. The vehicle you could do that forward. in every carriage, make people work, and you can make it a gym train, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, using the kinetic uh, energy of people. Yeah. To uh, move a train, you wouldn't be able to wear masks though if you did that. Mm. You just have to breathe. Like, I don't know. It's just a very strange situation. I'm not sure what the world is going to look like fully. I think we've got to we've got to start being allowed to ask questions. I feel like we're not. I know that politicians are taking questions from the public, especially in this country. I feel like it's very coordinated, very ordered. Um, it doesn't feel like you're getting the right questions. My typical understanding of a British question would be like a dude from Newcastle. Be like, when can I get a pint? Because I'm getting well angsty. Yeah. I hate cans. Sucks. <laughs> and that'd be delivered. But they've obviously got a censor. They've got to, you know, rule out quite... Because some of them would be outright offensive. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, we're Britain. We're not that prim and proper and polite. We do sort of say some pretty mean stuff to each other. And we call it banter. Funny, really, because bullying is now becoming banter. You yeah. Know? Trolling is cultural, you know, unless you're thick-skinned. It's a thin line. Thick skins make it humour, but it's actually the sort of stuff that you could call abuse in most other countries. That's it's down to the weird. intention, isn't it? It's like also cultural the... stuff. We um, we have a culture of being very mean to each other mm-hmm. in a jovial way. That's what I mean. Like, the yeah. intention isn't to hurt, but you're saying something very hurtful. Yeah, yeah. It can be very, yeah. very hurtful. Um, but yeah, like, it, it crosses the line quite often into bullying as well, but mm. then it's the excuse, oh, I was just messing with you. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure America's inheriting that slowly, as inherited it, because when we were last in LA, we saw a cynical slight turn mm-hmm. in the USA. 
Um, that kind of have a nice day was more or less like, I'm not bothered to ask you, you know, make <laughs> your own coffees, you know, um, which has become very British. But you got to like Europe has evolved to be scum. And so what? eventually <laughs> the USA is going to evolve to become scum. There are exceptions in Europe, of course. Uh, any hot place in Europe is usually full of amazingly cool people uh, because of air conditioning. That's why they're cool. Um, but mostly it's actually because Europe has a lot less to be rageful about i think you know like if you're spanish you're one of the coolest group of people on the planet just by default you're like awesome people if you're italian you're ace you don't want to be italian you got everything the mafia pizza <laughs> pasta really good banksy people the original banksies got rome which mm. is a great place to walk around you roam around a lot um they've got a sunken city called uh Venice. I believe. Venice. It's Venice. Um, you never heard of that, the merchant of Venice. 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 <laughs> uh, you've got, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Great place, you know. And then you've got like Germany, amazing place, you know, multicultural now. Mm-hmm. Had its bad history, we all have, mm-hmm. but it is one of the best places in Europe right now yeah. to go. I can't go on holiday without a 14 day quarantine, I'm sure. I'm not sure about that, actually. Maybe they're, they're, they're probably, I don't know. Everyone's got their own way of doing it. But Germany has become a really amazing place. You know, yeah. like it's uh, it's great. Holland as well, the Netherlands. Uh, I got stuck in Munich, remember? You did? And yeah. you got a nice little holiday, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I had a, a, Two just day... a night in Munich. Yeah, <laughs> one night end. in Munich she had. That sounds like a movie. <laughs> yeah, it does, actually. Yeah. It was fun. You know, systematically things will open up again. Things will be uh, bright and sunny and happy again. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I, I think Emirates uh, just went on record as saying they're going to open up their long-haul flights. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, well, my flight got cancelled twice, so I'm I'm stuck. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people in your situation. <laughs> we call them illegal immigrants. I'm going to stay in this new borough that I've... Correct. Created. Well, Boris has also said, interestingly enough, that uh, he's going to, if China passes all their security laws, Hong Kong people that were born in a certain period of time that have that weird kind of fake, fake British passport, as we call them here, uh, the uh, the passport of hope and lies. Yeah, that's what we called it. But that could actually be a legitimate passport now. So there is rumours that. Hong Kong citizens born in certain time with that before ninety seven correct will be allowed to come as citizens to this country. Good news for them; they're our new workforce after Brexit. <laughs> Bad news for the rest of you. Um, that's why we don't need Europe anymore. Oh. We've got all of these colonies. We've not really used them for many years. Um, <laughs> yeah, when they brought Indian food to our country, you love that's now a national dish. See. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about how China rips people off. Wow. <laughs> we created Bolties, just saying. Um, ask an Indian in India what a Bolti is. Mm. They'll, they'll think you're being racist. Uh, so we're moving on <laughs> from that. Um, it's just, you know, it's like Chinese food outside of China is food that isn't... It's food inspired by stuff that you get in China, like, you know, mm-hmm. chicken and stuff. Um, <laughs> and rice and things like that. It's not really Chinese, though, you know? No. It's kind of like when you have dishes like that are nondescript, like Singapore noodles. Everyone in Singapore is like, we've got loads of noodle types and variants, and yeah. some have got soup like and some Yung of them Chow don't have. 
exactly. fried rice. Yeah. Which doesn't exist then in what, Yeonchao. What, exactly. What what's all of that? Or Yangjol. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Is the problem. Oh, don't show off with your different dialect. <sighs> but you like got Peking style food, which is where you look at it, but you don't eat it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Shanghai. You've also got Shanglo. Shanghai. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got Cantonese. You got Canton feet. You got Canton arms and legs and knees and toes. Yeah. So Cantonese and heads and shoulders and Cantonese and toes. <laughs> I, I, and that was really hard to get through in my brain. Um, it was kind of like measuring. I didn't know where yeah. you were going with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got loads of different styles. You got Sichuan, mm -hmm. uh, which is like three different ways you can spell it. One uh, is wrong and the other two are correct. Uh, you also got characters, if you want to show off, uh, Chinese characters. My favorite Chinese character is a Monkey King, got to be honest. Uh, he's a great character. I love the Monkey King. Do you? He's, I wanted to be the Monkey King fictitious. when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. I got my dad to spray paint a stick gold, so I had my own. And then she tried weapon. to sell it on eBay, folks, no, and I said it was didn't. real gold. <laughs> yeah, if you spray something long enough with gold spray paint, it will increase the carrots. Yeah. Especially if you spray it on carrots. I I wanted to do that as a joke. I have a solid gold carrot. And ask someone who's a specialist how many carrots. How many in this carrots of carrot gold, in, of gold. In this carrot? Yeah. See how words are bizarre. <laughs> so anyway, like, uh, yeah, it's just not the same. So England's got its own culture. I should say the UK, including Ireland, really. Southern Ireland borrows. Uh, we we borrow from them. They borrow from us. We're very close, even though we're not linked. Mm. We're very close in culture. Yeah. Chinese food in these here shores are very very um, similar, unless you're in like. Chinatowns and yeah. then they start becoming very authentic, which means no one English really knows what they're eating. Yeah, they get confused. It gets when very they confused. Look at yeah. the menu. <laughs> There's got the 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 um Western menu, really. But it's very, very different when you get to, you know, Asia. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to me, like if we didn't have well, I'll give you I'll give our listeners a clue as to how authentic a place is. If the Chinese restaurant is categorized by the protein, for example, chicken dishes or beef dishes, then it's probably westernized. If it's authentic, it's categorized by how it's cooked. For example, stir fries, steamed, etc. Well, it's also... Generally speaking. It's also because if it's authentic, there is nothing you recognize on the menu unless you've been to Asia. Mm. The point I was trying to say is like, you know, how countries have influenced this country to be a better place mm -hmm. and then we've run with the concepts completely diluted them to our own taste and continually call it authentic like an authentic stir fry is not authentic in any sense to a <laughs> chinese person uh, when you've got loads of uk chefs or even health and fitness gurus like joe wicks for example and they're basically pulling off a chinese fried rice dish or something it's yeah. really bad you know, if you know anything about Chinese cooking. Um, but, you know, they're having an attempt. They've just got, like, it's very, it's almost like food racism. <laughs> well, this is Chinese because it's, oh, no, it's, it grows in Asia. It's called seaweed. Yeah, we have it here too. What? Yeah. Um, you know, like, there's some seriously stupid things going on. But, you know, like, when we have formed this aisle, of course, there's so many influences. Worcester sauce or Worcestershire sauce, which America would call Worcestershire, and we'd laugh at them for half an hour. 
Uh, there's one in Massachusetts, which I feel like is borrowing a namesake and mm. the prestige, but the original one is Liam Perrings in Worcester, yep. which is close to us here. And basically that is a source that is influenced by the colony. It's influenced by going to different places, nicking a few ingredients, yeah, sticking it in a vat and saying, oh, if we add vinegar to this, what have we got? And they're like, actually, this ain't bad. <laughs> and if you have this on like cheese on toast, amazing, you know. Yeah. Uh, which is the most British meal ever, cheese on toast. Cheese on toast. It's basically literally what it sounds like, folks. Cheese on toast. Whether you do the toast first in a toaster and then put it in the oven to melt the cheese, that's optional. But most of us just stick it in the oven with the cheese on it and just cook it out. Just so all of you Americans that want an open-faced grilled cheese sandwich can try it at home. <laughs> Same stupid thing. So, yeah, like, you know, that's what it is. If you were in a classy establishment in England, they might call it a mouth. <laughs> um, uh, Worcestershire and cheese mouth. Because mm. that's literally the description of what it's done is melted on bread. Right. Mm. But anyway, my point is, we'd be a very boring nation. Yeah. You know, if we didn't have the colony. So if you are finding yourself in the 450,000 approximate people that have this pseudo passport, that becomes an official passport and you can come here and live in the UK. Uh, welcome, by the way, just as the uh, ambassador of all things British. Uh, welcome to our country. Shake hands <laughs> with every one of you from a distance. So you're just going to have to mime it. We should do the Japanese thing and all bow. Yeah. The whole world should do that now. Mm -hmm. Just bow to each other. Sign of respect. Um, welcome. You are a new workforce. We've got rid of Europe in favor of you guys. N new workforce. Yay. Cool. <laughs> Maybe you can make our Chinese food great again, to steal a pun. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, we've been here before. We've been here before. We've changed our workforce quite a few times in the past, being mm. a colonial power. We are Commonwealth power now. There is no power in a Commonwealth. It just means that we're all commonly wealthy, I believe. I'm not really sure what a Commonwealth is. Someone will explain that to me. It's definitely a precursor Olympic Games light, because they have the Commonwealth Games. Mm um yeah yeah the uncommonwealth is way, way more scary yeah that's when people people are uncommonly wealthy i'm guessing i don't know the commonwealth has a sort of understanding that we share the pot of gold which is a lie because <laughs> if you've been to the caribbean they're like dude we want to be out of the commonwealth because you ain't giving us nothing yeah you know anyway props to jamaica we love you mm. um so it's a good tangent. We're talking about how bland the world would be without international workforces. Intercultural mixing. Yeah. I think, no, if you are listening in Hong Kong right now and you're really gearing up saying, oh my God, what a crazy cool life it'll be. I'm just going to explain something to you. It is probably because we're losing our European brethren mm -hmm. uh, that we're offering you this stuff. Everything is, seems tactical play in politics right now. I'm not going to lie. Everything feels like it's being maneuvered and we're being maneuvered to a specific direction there's a lot of reality in certain things it would be absolutely fundamentally amazing to have our hong kong friends and families and stuff having a place here in the uk you're all welcome anyway regardless of what the hell's going on that would be quite an amazing thing actually here i for one would love that but just be careful you don't have yourself section to post office life and you're basically running all the jobs no british person wants to do keep mm. that in mind folks if you're listening make sure that you've got enough integrity to come here with a plan because you'll need one all i'm going to say um of course that's the cynic 
you might come here and be able to start amazing things yourself. Depends how much money you've got. It's quite expensive here. But compared to Hong Kong, stuff you could buy for houses especially. I mean, you're going to have a palace for the stuff you can sell your house with in Hong Kong. We have a field. So, and I'm in a puddle <laughs> right now whilst Wynn has a cozy little warren to sleep in. Uh, anyway, that's a good segue because I think that we can now tackle the big picture of the week's uh, unfolded events. cataclysmic events. One is the Madeleine McCann case, which has been ongoing for like over a decade. Mm. And basically a little girl went missing in the Algarve in Portugal whilst her family was out there on holiday. This has been something there's been documentaries about. It's been world news for a lot of this time in, intermittently. Well, now they've got a solid lead and it's it's not looking good at all. But that's all we really know. Everything else is speculation. Yeah. Let's hope that the family finds peace and has some kind of... Um, closure. Closure, yeah. It's a good angle. It's really kind of sad because they're quite close to us in Leicester, which is not far away in the Midlands. And mm. a lot of this stuff sort of brings it back full circle. You get these high spec things. And they all seem to happen somewhere near the Midlands, you know. But that's a pretty harrowing story. That's basically the British Depression mm. this week. The one that's coming out of America, though, is the one that more people are familiar with. The um, unfortunate, tragic death of George Floyd. I can't speculate much from a British perspective on the police in America, apart from saying the fact that most British people don't really have the experiences that I have with America. I've worked out there and been there to and from for 12 years in different places, different states and different towns, doing different things. All legal, I assure you. And I can say that it's been a problem. It's been a problem that's overlooked. It's, it shocked me, actually, when I was in certain states. I won't name any, uh, just to protect the people that I know who live there, who are not connected to any of the dark stuff. But Certain places in America really opened my eyes up to the sense of racism as being a very, very real thing. Of course, the black population is usually the most targeted, especially in the bigger scheme of stuff. But it doesn't exclude other ethnic groups like the Latinos, who in certain areas of America are very much under crossfire of a lot of authority mm -hmm. um and just before we go through all the ethnic groups because the jews uh, had a really horrific thing happen to them recently in new york you know islam's had its fair share of issues i'm just gonna put the fine point on the fat and bring it all together a bit i'm finding there's a lot of hypocrisy when america has been so verbally against the chinese and the covid19 situation the coronavirus absolutely accusing it at one point of manufacturing the spread mm -hmm. and creating a situation and i find it to be incredibly hypocritical to be your world leaders being able to rally up and say that kind of hatred and slander without proof or evidence and no public proof or evidence literally just conjecture and they say it's so absolutely assured mm spreading hate the, the america's been at china's neck for years now i i would imagine america's been at china's neck pre-world war ii because it wants full control in the south pacific it wants that um you just have to look at the fact they control guam and there's uh, you know areas around that now i'm not going to explain if that's wrong or right man like the way i look at it 
if democracy ruled the world, it would probably be a better world if it works, you know? But at the same time, to be the only nation on the planet that's allowed any colonial power after making everyone hand their territories back to other countries, crossing lines and signing sanctions and stuff like that, it comes off very hypocritical to me. And it's even worse in current times where you have a hate crime happen in the USA repeatedly over the last four or five years that have been pretty much in focus. The police taken out and abusing a lot of ethnicities, uh, mostly black Americans, I've got to be honest. And going on longer than that. Right. But it's a hypocrisy to then claim that you're a very democratic, faithful country that has loads of peace and love for every ethnicity, mm -hmm. where there's a huge growing number of people paranoid, terrified and absolutely hateful of the Chinese people. I don't like that. And I think that what I'm saying in these times is we're having we're having our minds filled with so much media and social media that it's breaking people's ability to think straight and think cohesively on their own hatred issues. If any one of us fears another place, the best way to tackle that fear is to educate ourselves about what we're afraid of exactly. Mm -hmm. The Muslim world, 99.9% passive, peaceful, loving, awesome, amazing people the jewish world same tens of thousands of things of innovation that, that's come from black community all of it's absolutely incredible reggae blues jazz hip-hop soul food amazing fried chicken amazing group meals amazing nigerian food amazing uh oh man i could go on forever jambalaya and this is world-class stuff without bob marley we'd have had more aggression in the world for sure, his music hits, everyone chills out, man. Like, it's just how it is. You think about Jamaica, you think about the reggae movement, you think about basketball athletes, you think about icons of sports, you think of icons in the movie industry, music industry. It's ludicrous to turn around and have any issue with black America. They've contributed enough, man. So you're just dragging them through the dirt and making them feel like they're lesser in society. For what? For what? For a white innovation, I mean, like, you know, without black America, we wouldn't have the Beatles, we wouldn't have rock and roll, we wouldn't have any innovation. Mm -hmm. Frankly speaking, the world's got to come together and accept each other and accept the amazing things. Most of us have, though. So it's not it's a dead lecture. Most of us believe this and understand this. But there is an important factor. China and Japan is a good example are two countries that have only in recent years, as a matter of 60, 70 years, opened their gates to people for the first time. There's a lot of paranoia. And one thing I'm just going to say is, you know, I, I kept tight-lipped all in Hong Kong out of respect for the Hong Kong people. Um, but one thing I will say is, if you see a cop kneel down and crush the neck of a black American in the streets of America... And the guys scream they can't breathe. You could have completely made that a non-fatal situation. And we say we're appalled by it. And the public is dismayed by it. And there's so much sympathy for the victim and, and, and his family, rightly so. Why did Hong Kong not have that introspective when a journalist from China, mainland China, came through the gate? Kids grabbed them. Kids. Mostly under 20 grabbed him in a group, and all took turns stabbing the guy. To me, the hate is still the hate. 
And if you are afraid of black America, wake up to black America. Stop generalizing. Stop finding reasons to be paranoid because black America, hate to say it, it's one of the best parts of America. Mm -hmm. You then turn around and say China. Well, China's done all this crazy dark stuff years ago. It went through some crazy dark stuff itself. But that's not the China of today. Educate yourself on it. If there is people in Hong Kong that will be like saying in a sentence, I dare never go into China because I'll never escape it. I'll never come out. How can you say that if you've never been? You're fearing the unknown. That's how hate starts. That's how fear creates a pandemic, if you will. Any kind of generalization yeah. can be negative. Yeah, unless you've got solid case and evidence or someone that you know has been very vastly treated unfairly by, say, the community that you're scared of, that gives you a point of saying, well, I'm fearful of it. But 99.9% .9 of people attacking these things in cultures and ethnic groups don't have a clue about it. I'd say get a grip, start researching, learn. Here's the, here's the bit of homework for you kids. Like, Learn five things about the things you're most scared of in culture and, and people you don't know about. Learn five things. Different religions, different philosophies. Learn five things each day for the next month. And if you still come back and you've got fear on it, tell us in our comments. Tell us on our Twitter. We'll talk to you about it. But I just think that it's kind of a case where a lot of people are using double standards left, right, and center right now. Mm. Um, black lives matter. And black lives matter because without the black culture, you know, the, the global black culture from Africa, from West Indies, from Europe, from America. When you consider what these people have gone through, what they've dealt with, and how much contribution they're made and making in society, there's literally nothing. There's literally nothing you can't be thankful about these people. Nothing's perfect. No one is perfect. There is no nation or ethnicity or culture that is without its fault. When a time is, uh, of looking at this situation, and I think it should remind every person that's witnessing things like the uh, George Floyd scenario, we got to start loving thy neighbor again. It's, it's, it might sound like a cliche, it might sound very religious, but it's true. We got to be compassionate and we got to come together because the only way we can go forward is together. And the only way we can really, really benefit as a humanity in a world that is global is to stop this nationalist hatred and stop division and stop being tribal mentalities i just think to myself that's what the world wants to be it wants to be the best of us not the worst of us and to section everyone off yeah. is ludicrous the best teams in the world are multicultural is simply how it is and our nations are multicultural and i just think that we were establishing that consciousness and then politicians bring us right back to this national divide and we have to prepare ourselves to be better than that we are better than that if you're black listening from around the world if you're african-american if you are uh, in europe if you're in asia even we're all here with you if authority is the one targeting you, you got to rise above. Because none of us are going to stand for it. And if anything, one person's death and the tragedy that has just happened has riptide the world to waking up. There is no excuse anymore. 
there is no real reason anymore there is no rationality to this not that there ever was we're all here with you and we're listening we'll be back next week if you want to reach out to us if you want to comment of course please do Hopefully we all get international news this week uh, that's a lot more positive and productive and hopefully the lockdowns will end worldwide soon. We'll keep you posted. I'm now going to take a uh, bit of a splish splash in my puddle. Uh, I'm pretty sure Wynn's going to get a head down soon with the rabbits. They're getting stirred up. So uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.